0: You know, when you work with somebody so closely for a number of years, they could tell all kinds of things. So thanks, Janet, for the gracious introduction. She sent me this email a couple of weeks back and said, uh, I'm looking for someone to preach in chapel. And then the sentence was, and you're a really great speaker. And I thought, oh boy, she's buttering me up. And then she said, will you will you talk a little bit perhaps about Save the Mothers and uh, uh, incorporate that into your sermon? And I thought, well, I." Don't want to decline an opportunity to do that. So I said yes. Uh, Many know that I was on a leave of absence for a year from Tyndale to help with Save the Mothers. And I was comfortably into a sabbatical uh, when a lifetime friend of my wife and I, Jean Chamberlain Froze, was speaking at our church. And uh, over dinner after the service, I was talking to Jean about Save the Mothers and how she managed it and what we're uh, what was her life like involved in this and, and gave her some ideas. A number of months later, uh, around about uh, July, uh, my wife received an email that there was a position uh, to help Jean out. Unbeknownst to me, my wife sent in my resume <laughs> and said, you know, it's about time you did something useful with your life. And uh, why don't you help Jean out and uh, set up the Canadian organization and the North American organization? And so that's what I did and uh, have been involved with Kelly, my wife, for some time in helping set up Save the Mothers in North America. I'm going to show you a short video clip and then we'll talk about Boaz. Dr. Eve Nekabembe is a Ugandan obstetrician. uh, One night she had Eight mothers die in childbirth while she was on rotation. Another time, she was performing performing a C-section, a cesarean section, and the power went out in the hospital. She had to do the incision by the light of her cell phone, holding her phone in one hand and the scalpel in the other. She successfully delivered the baby, but the mother died. Uh, In frustration, Dr. Eve said, something's got to be done. Uh, The mothers who died in her operating theater uh, point to some horrifying statistics. About 850 women die every single day throughout the world in childbirth. 850 a day. 14 a day in her country of Uganda Alone. Now, you know as well as I do, if two or three jumbo jets were to crash this afternoon, it would be the lead item on the news cycle. If two or three jumbo jets loaded with pregnant mothers crashed, CNN would be talking about it for the next hundred years. It would be such a sensational story. Uh, but maternal, maternal death of that magnitude happens every single day. And nobody seems to care. Uh, The reducing the number of mothers who die in childbirth from entirely preventable causes is one of the United Nations Millennium Development Goals. It's number five. Uh, We're far from setting and far, far from reaching the goal set for 2015. In fact, now, high-level talks are taking place to figure out what to do post-2015 because of the Millennium Development Goals. This is the one that we haven't had any success on. Why do these mothers die? Uh, There are three major delays that contribute to their deaths uh, from pregnancy-related complications. Uh, The first delay is quite simply the delay in the home, the decision to seek care, It may be a mother-in-law who says, why would you bother going to the hospital? You had all other children, your first four, at home. Everything was fine, so why go? Or your husband may not want to spend the money, so he says, stay at home. After two or three days in labor, finally somebody says, we got to do something. And then they experience the second delay. The delay in transportation. Uh, you couldn't see it in this video, but if you decided, if you're in a rural area, that it was it was long past show time. And those of us who've been involved in the birth of our children know when it's time, it's time. Uh, but if you've delayed two or three days and you finally decide you're going to go, uh, you may need to arrange transportation. Uh, it could be a bike, it could be a motorcycle, it could be the back of a jeep, it could be a canoe, whatever it is. And so finally you decide to go. And then the third delay is the availability of quality treatment once you reach the health care facility. Uh, my colleague, uh, Jean Chamberlain froze called me in absolute frustration on herself from, from a koala hospital saying, Dan, you're going to have to do something. I'm going to get kicked out of the country. I just lost it in the operating theater with a group of men. Uh, These men were taking up space in the area where a woman needed a C-section. They had been funded to have a circumcision because there's some evidence, spotty at best, that suggests that could reduce uh, the spread of AIDS. They were paid to have a circumcision Uh, The doctor was paid to perform the surgery. It was a money-making event for the hospital. And all of these boys were in recovery and refused to leave the operating ward when this woman came in and she needed a C-section and she needed it now. And she said, I felt like Jesus overturning the money changes and I told those little boys to get out. This woman needs to be saved. So to stem the tide of maternal death and to help address those first two delays, the delay in the home or the delay on the road. Uh, Dr. Eve became the academic director of a unique master's in public health leadership program uh, operated by Save the Mothers in Makono, Uganda, on the campus of Uganda Christian University. Uh, The graduates of this program, founded uh, by the Canadian obstetrician mentioned in the video, Dr. Jean Chamberlain Froes and a professor at McMaster, are advocating for systemic change across a variety of spheres of influence. Uh, Over 250 professionals have taken the program. Healthcare workers, social workers, business people, media, government, clerics. And stories of these people are beginning to filter out how they are bringing about change in their spheres of influence. Sylvia Sinibuya, the woman in the video, is a Ugandan member of Parliament. Five members of Parliament have taken the program. She's the chair of the Women's Caucus. And she has systematically been a thorn in the flesh of the Ugandan government to include maternal health in the budget. Kathy, the woman that you saw, is the second in command of the largest newspaper in Uganda, uh, The New Vision, As a journalist, she's insisted that the editorial policies of her paper include repeated and often reference to maternal health, maternal death, and maternal morbidity. Ivan is the mayor of an area that's at the source of the Nile in a city called Jinja. Ivan is this tiny little mousy man who doesn't even have to campaign now because the women want him in power. Uh, His writing happens to be the source where the source of the Nile is, at least where they think it is. And a German hydroelectric company was advocating and lobbying to build a new dam for hydroelectric power in his region. And he slyly, politely negotiated and said, if you want to build a dam in my region, you first have to build a maternity ward for the mothers in my area at my hospital. He was successful in getting that. To address the third delay, the delay at the hospital, we've recently started as a pilot phase with four hospitals and just added a few weeks ago four more, a mother-friendly hospital initiative. It was started by... Uh, in conversation with the Ugandan Ministry of Health and the WHO, World Health Organization, and we've developed a 10 standard of care, m- much like the Baby-Friendly Hospital Initiative that many other organizations have. Things that are common sense. Uh, no woman wants to give birth in a, in a ward where there's no curtains surrounding where she is giving birth. You saw that mattress. Uh, I wouldn't want to sleep on that mattress, let alone push to deliver a child. So getting those kinds of things. Signage. The ability to sip tea. The opportunity to have family members present. uh, The the, the privilege to, to get one of those beds and not to have to give birth on the floor like a dog. We've taken some 250 people through this program two-year cohort-based modular education program and then selected a number of them to work as advisors for hospitals in their region to make them mother-friendly over a period of time. See, the problem, it's not more doctors. It's not more medicine. It's not more money. Money wouldn't hurt. But it has to be a whole... Radical change in the way that women and mothers are treated by societies, in particular like sub-Saharan Africa. But it's not only there, it's Afghanistan, Haiti, Southeast Asia, India, Bangladesh, and many, many other places. Boaz, in our reading this morning, a man of standing, saved the lives of, of two mothers, Ruth and her mother-in-law Naomi Uh, when their husbands died they were destitute Uh, Naomi returned to her people and Ruth an outsider a foreigner uh, came along with her Uh, fortunately Naomi had a relative on her husband's side Boaz and the systems in society were in place to help him help her Uh, The family system worked. Naomi cared for Ruth. Ruth cared for Naomi. Uh, The social welfare system worked. Uh, Widows could glean in the fields during harvest time and obtain the food that they needed for survival. Uh, The legal and the financial systems worked. Uh, Boaz, if we read later in the book of Ruth, went to the city gate where business was conducted. He found a quorum of ten men required for a legal transaction. Uh, He negotiated with another relative of Ruth for some property, and with the purchase of the property, the opportunity to marry Ruth. Uh, He sealed the deal with an ancient custom, not of shaking hands or signing a contract, but taking off his shoe or his sandal and giving it to the other person. And as a result, he married Ruth and promised to take care of her. When systems break down, as they do in many places in our world today, uh, mothers die. They die in staggering numbers. In Uganda, it's 14 a day. You know how many died in Canada last year? 12. 14 a day there. And Their deaths are entirely preventable. Something has to be done. The cry of the psalmist in Psalm 17, hear, O Lord, my righteous plea. Listen to my cry. Give ear to my prayer. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Keep me in the shadow of your wings. That's the cry of mothers in our day. They could easily be saying the same thing that the psalmist said, rise up, O Lord, rescue me. O Lord, by your hand, save me. Boaz was a means of answering the prayers that fell from lips, Ruth. Ruth's lips. <laughs> and by saving her from destitution, others were saved. Later on in the book of Ruth, we read how Boaz and Ruth had a son named Obed. And Obed had a son named Jesse, who had a son named David, the king of Israel. And through David's line eventually came Jesus of Nazareth. If we were to read a gospel lesson today, I would have picked one from the gospel of John, where Jesus The distant descendant of Ruth, the mother, or at least the potential mother saved by Boaz. Jesus, the great, 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 great grandchild of Ruth and Boaz. In this occasion, on this occasion, has upset the religious establishment again. There's a plot to kill him. Uh, The high priest suggests it would be better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. John, the gospel writer, as he does on so many occasions, interprets, and he says, he, that is the high priest, did not say this on his own account, but as high priest, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God. So you see the effects of saving one mother. Boaz saves Ruth. Ruth becomes the grandmother of Jesus. Jesus becomes the savior of the world. If you save the mother, you save the children. We spend so many dollars in response to appeals that we see on TV for orphans. And we should. Christian Children's Fund, World Vision, many, many of these organizations doing fantastic, necessary work. We are to care for the fatherless. Scripture never says motherless. We are to care for them. But strategically, we should be pouring effort upstream to solve the problem before the problem even starts. Why do we have so many orphans? Because we're losing mothers. If you save the mother, you will save the children. Well, I called to book a hair appointment not so long ago, which sounds like I go to some fancy establishment, but I don't. I just go to the local hair cutting place. And I was sitting in the chair, and the woman cutting my hair said, you called... And I couldn't tell what the name was that came up on the screen of my call display. Uh, Was it Save the Mothers, or was it Save Them Others? And I said, yes, because isn't that the point? If you save the mother, you do save them other children. Because when a child loses his mother, it's a birthright to poverty and to disease. If you save the mother, the children will have a much, much better life. Boaz was a mother saver. Are you? What could you do? Become aware of the issues. As you go out this morning, I will give you a little thing since I've mentioned cell phones twice, that you can put on the back of your cell phone. It sticks to the back of your cell phone, and after you make your call, and when you get makeup on your screen or whatever, and you want to clean that cell cell phone, take it off the back and use it as a cell phone screen cleaner, then put it back on the back of your phone. Use it as a way to remember mothers. Use it as a a way to pray for Dr. Eve Nekabembe, the Ugandan obstetrician. Use it as a way to pray for Dr. Jean Chamberlain Froes. Use it as a way to thank God for your mother and that you were born in a place where moms do live. Boaz was a mother saver. If you save the mother, you save them others. Let's pray. Our God, thank you for uh, your goodness, uh, the many benefits that we have here in this country. Sure, we complain about the health care system and the waiting times in emergency wards, but we know that we have it so good. For those that don't, we ask that you would provide care, that you would enable people that can bring about systemic change to do that. Oh, God, we thank you for your hand of sovereignty that preserved salvation history through the line of Ruth and Boaz, even the birth of Christ. Thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Let me say a benediction. Go in peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest with each one of us now and forevermore. Amen.